Welcome, 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 listeners. This is your host, Mr. Budget. Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Mr. Matt Quine. Say Whee! hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Whee! Whee! <laughs> uh, and with me on the podcast this week, we have Mr. Josh. Whee! Oh, my gosh, it's Josh. Oh, my gosh, it's me. Whee! And we also have Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Yes, we do. I don't have a catchphrase because I'm usually at that end of the, the podcast. Shit. <laughs> I've not thought episode, this through. What episode number is it, Matt? Uh, it is episode number 259, I'm going to say. But it might be 258. Lower, lower. 257? <laughs> no, higher. 258. 258. Okay. First funny. try. <laughs> you can just edit the other bits out. Oh, wait, now it does mean I have to edit the other bits out, but it's definitely not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's staying in, I can tell you that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap had some uh, some things to do before the podcast, so has asked somebody else to write a podcast. So whilst I was at a meal with my partner and her mother, I made some notes <laughs> <laughs> for a podcast. Yeah, just excuse me, ladies, I've got some very important business to attend to here. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I am going to be your host for this evening. I'm sure it's going to, like, things will spiral out of control. I won't know what to do. Yes, it will. Um, It'll be be great fun. Yeah, I need an adult. I need an adult. (laughs) So we're going to start with what we've been up to. So shall we start with Josh? Yes, I was about to take a drink of water, but then I guess I'll have to suffice and wait. Indeed. Uh, I played my first gig since covid which I I spoke about before, well, before I did the gig on the last podcast. Yeah, you gave us a bit of preamble, didn't you? And now it's actually happened. And there was some good and there was some bad. So we'll talk about the good first, because why not? Me? Uh, I was absolutely fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I wish I could say that was true, but, you know... I, there was a little bit of ring rust. We're not going to lie. There was a there was a few notes where I thought, "Oh, that shouldn't be there." And <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> we, we've all done it. So uh, let's just casually turn that into a slide and get you know make over with it. Um, all the What's technolo- one of those famous blue notes. Indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it must have been you know like how drummers have ghost notes. This was a blue note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are now um, Jazzamore. Jizzamore. <laughs> G- um, Fuck me, that's Giz- a podcast title, isn't it? Jizzamore's <laughs> Parahors. We've, we've got it, we've got it. <laughs> Writing it down, um, don't worry. Uh, good man, good man. Um, <laughs> it was really good to sort of get back out there. We, you know, we had a half-decent turnout. Um, you know, the pedal board worked an absolute charm. Um which I was really happy with. And actually, there was a sound guy that took a picture of my clon, <coughs> clon, um, and posted <laughs> it on his Instagram. And he come and found me, went, look how many people I've got messaging me about, is that a real clon? And I was like, <laughs> and I said, it's got a dick drawn on it. Of course, it's not a real clon. <laughs> yeah, let me just take a Sharpie to this fucking four grand four worth grand. of pedal. And he said he was getting inundated with messages going, why has he done that to a clown? Is that a real gun? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, mate, you've got, to, you've got to run with that now. You go, oh, yeah, it's, it's, this is an actual KTO, yeah. What you, what you need to do is, like, in four years' time when you're touring, like, big kind of theatres and stuff with the, with the band, is get yourself a four-grand clown and draw a penis on it. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and immediately the value has just gone <laughs> straight oh, it's gone the, the other floor. way because it's unique it's even, more, it's, it's even more hard to get hold of you can't get hold of a clon but it's Hang really on, hard can... to get hold of a dick clon you can't be talking about <laughs> clons being like with dicks on being hard to get hold of we can't be having that <laughs> I was genuinely thinking about scribbling out the controls for like output treble and then putting like girth, yeah. spunk, and like vein or something like that on throb. there. Just throb. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I'll have to write that down myself. Um, the only bad thing that happened was literally when we were sound checking, my wireless, after being solidly used for about 10 years, was suddenly deciding to play the song of its people and stop working, which was great. And the only spare cable that I had left that wasn't in use was like a one-metre-long cable. <laughs> so I, 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 I literally could not go anywhere, and I was like, oh, great. Oh, pain in the ass. Yeah, but uh, other than that, it was really good. All the backing track software worked like a charm, um, having only got it set up the week before, which was fun. <laughs> Uh, and that all worked. And I thought, I'm going to try the strap for a couple of songs. And I found for the sound that it's too bright, far too bright. Yeah. And rather than have, because the strap was going to be my backup. And this idea I've only now come to today after trying it out. And it kind of links into last week's podcast. Kind of. Um and instead of using the strap now, I'm using my baritone as my backup. Nice. Yes. Um, for two reasons. One, it's another Chapman and it feels really nice. And the other reason is it's got glow-in-the-dark side dots. Which, which, yes. On a dark stage, I'm going to feel like we'll actually end up being a godsend. Um, and, of course, I've had to use the truck because it's in drop A. I've had to then make a transpose of, I think it's four semitones up. Four. But, yeah, uh, for C-sharp. But when I was playing it through earlier, you, there's still no latency, or, you know, that, that you get that high pitch kind of polyphonic uh, sound come through. Wasn't getting any of that. Um, so it seems like it should work like a charm. But I did find out that it was also then very difficult to play it on a, I think it's 28 and a half inch scale neck with a wound third. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Is that not like a lot of fighting? The bends are difficult, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the bends are a little bit difficult, uh, but there's only one song where I've got a bend on that string, so I'm going to just suffice and go with it. See it? Suffer for your art, my friend. Yeah. And I felt like a real bastard because I was the only one on stage not using an ear monitor, so I was the only one that had monitors in front of me. <laughs> Fuck you with I... your efficient in-ears. Mm, you see, I don't I think, personally, I, I don't think I could gig with in-ears because I've got a really bad problem that I sing everything that we play. and that, that's the re So I have a microphone with a switch on it. Because <laughs> I don't want to accidentally, for you just just in the background, hear my terrible out of tune singing. <laughs> and having played with, um, just you know, you, you get earplugs that kind of deaden the sound a little bit. 
you can then re- hear yourself really well. And I don't want anything in my ears and be able to hear my own terrible out of tune singing when I'm just, if I'm not concentrating, I'm not going to sing in tune. Like, especially if I can't hear myself, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're in tune or not. You're just having a good time. If you put yeah. something in your ears, I just go to the point where like, yeah, I'm, I've, got, I've either got to really concentrate on my singing, in which case I'm fucking up everything I'm playing. Or I just got to be silent because I just I can't deal with it. So I don't think I could. I don't think I could ever gig within ears. Well, they're going to lend me because um, one of them's got a spare set. So I'm going to try some in sound check on because uh, we're gigging again this Saturday. Oh, nice. And I'm going to I'm going to try them and I'm going to see how I get along. Is that not like when you forgot your PE kit at school and have to use the like grotty? Um, like spares kind of thing. He's got one. They've all got the um, the Toman ones. Okay, which yeah. Are, um, which meant to be actually really good because I was looking at the reviews of them today. Um, and the headphones that come with it, you know, they don't look the best. You know, they've. I think they've all bought like Sennheiser ones that they've got themselves. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm just going to be using the the Toman style ones that come with it. So they won't be brilliant, but it'll give me kind of an idea of what it's like. Because I just when we were um, sound checking last week, I just tried the moment that we were getting levels. And it, yeah, it's like somebody's walking around with two speakers glued to your head. Um, but it did feel a, it did sound a lot better. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how we get on, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from there if I like them. Mm. I think I think for the for this the the set it's 120 quid, or 120 bad, euros from Tolman. Not not bad at all. No, I think then, I'd, I think I'd probably fall on the same uh, same side as Matt with in ears. I've not tried them before, but I find it really difficult if I can hear too much or too little of something. Yeah. Uh, it puts me off. So I tend to like to not hear my guitar as much as possible, like just enough. You uh, see, I pref- like when I had my mix in the monitors, I completely took Joe's out and I wanted just mine. So at least... <laughs> Fuck you. Well, it's more for the fact that I know if something's fucking up, I know it's my guitar. <laughs> That's the exact like, reason yeah. I don't want to hear mine. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to go, is that my guitar that's going wrong or is it Joe's? And at least I know if I can just hear mine, then I know that, you know, it's, I don't know, battery's gone in the active pickups or whatever. Battery's gone in my fingers and <laughs> playing <laughs> in the wrong key. <laughs> well, thankfully, I haven't got a sing as well, so, like, I can just focus on the plane. Yeah, I've, I've got that. Um, but that's what I've been up to. There's literally nothing really else to add. Nice. Yes. I mean, you've cool. you've done a bit of video work as well, haven't you? That may be out coming up on Pedalboards of Team, but I don't know. We'll talk about that as and as and when that comes out. Yes, indeed. Well, you've got you've got kind of two in the chamber, haven't you? Yeah, I've I have one that I don't know when it's coming out because the editors. I genuinely don't know if even the editors have looked at it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've got, uh, and this is a little sneaky thing for the podcast listeners and the Patreon backers, is the 10 stupidest guitar names coming out. Yes. And I will tell you now that there is some very controversial entries. Indeed. Les Paul. Who'd, who'd name it that? <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I'm not going to lie, that was nearly in there. <laughs> it, it genuinely nearly was nearly in there. 
um yeah there's a there's a few ones in there going okay yeah i agree with that i agree with that and then there is one going <laughs> really uh did, did the uh the minarch inferno appear on that list at all no oh they're fucking stupid <laughs> so fucking stupid are they stupid guitars Infer- or stupid names it's stupid names I mean, yeah yeah Infer- like, yeah, Inferno, Inferno sounds like a cool name for a guitar. Like, it sounds like a really cool, you know, sort of like, yeah that, yeah, that sounds like a beast of a guitar. Whereas now this is going to be a spoiler for one of them. Or, you know, you've got the, um, oh, sorry, uh, what guitar is that that you've got there that you played? Oh, it's the Ibanez RGXD 746721XY. <laughs> so did you just put all Ibanez guitars as number one? <laughs> I've limited it to one per brand. I had to limit it to one per brand. So that's given away what the Ibanez one was. Indeed. Yeah, and that we all know that one, obviously. It's an iconic, iconic yeah. serial number barcode. <laughs> and oh. I can't remember what any of the other ones were. <laughs> Apart oh, from amazing. the one that's going to piss people off, but I, I think there was like a Duesenberg on there. Uh, I, I think, think I put a, this... I think I put a Jackson on there. Ah, I mean the Dinky's pretty fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> Lloyd, you want a guitar that's like tough and like like we said the Inferno, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. fire. This yeah, is, I'm playing a fucking Dinky. <laughs> Exactly. Might as well call it the fucking the Jackson Chode. I was going to put in. Um, I don't know if you remember the picture that went did the rounds on Facebook years ago, and it was the uh, the Wang Wangcaster. I was going to put that in there as like a, uh, a what you call it, like a notable no, uh, yeah notable mention. mention. That's I'm the pretty one, sure yeah. that's definitely not the first time that we've mentioned the Wancaster on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost the unofficial uh, guitar, <laughs> guitar of, of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh dear. So, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, what have you been up to? No, I've done a I've done a video this week. In fact, um, oh, hey. indeed. Yeah. So uh, the TC Impulse video came out this week. I think we again we t- spoke about it a little bit last week. We talked about it being in for edit, and it it was such a quick turnaround for the editor. He's done an m- amazing job. So thanks, thanks, Ron, if you're listening. Thank you. Um, he's uh, yeah. So th- that's been released, and it's it's a video that features the um, the footage of my amp exploding. It does, so, and I'd forgotten just how just how violent that was. Um, I, I watched the video again uh, yesterday or today. I can't remember now, but uh, like I'd forgotten that like it's literally purple sparks between three tubes. It's just mental. Yeah, yeah. So, you know when you see the footage of like electric lines in India that have touched each other, and it's just going. Yeah. Yeah. On the Isle of Man today. So we have a, an electric tram system that goes up one of our coast roads. And somebody put a, uh, it was a Land Rover Defender on the back of a low loader and stacked 20 kayaks over the top. 
and unfortunately, the electric tramway crosses the road, and the guy <laughs> drove under it, and it just knocked all of the kayaks off the back of this truck, but <laughs> pulled down the fucking electric lines, and there's footage of, like, the... the Because it's obviously just a live thing that the tram's touching along. So until yeah. they turn the power off at one end, there's just, like, every time they get near each other, there's just, like, sparks <laughs> flying along the road. Like, it's like a lightning strike on a thing. Oh, that's fucking ice. <laughs> Can you please send us footage of that? After if, I the can, podcast? if I can find that, um, <laughs> yeah. I, it was. I know it was put in the comments of the Isle of Man Constabulary Media page as post of please avoid the area. Somebody put a video and that got deleted straight away. So I don't know whether I can. I'll, I'll try my best to find the footage, but yeah, um, that's amazing. It's literally like this. Like it's, it was already a tall vehicle, right? Because they've got twenty kayaks on the foot, like stacked side by so there's 10 stacked either side on this thing and the guys put it on the back of a low loader because it clearly c- couldn't get to wherever he needed it to and then just <laughs> driven it without thinking <laughs> under some power lines not two power lines over kayaks screwed over the <laughs> yeah yeah those ain't no good for anyone anymore <laughs> melted kayaks yeah fuck uh... Sorry, I t- yeah. didn't mean to butt in, but that you just reminded me. It's hilarious. Fucking funny. No, absolutely. I think if we can get that footage, that's going to make it into the next pedal boards of doing video. Just at the start, <laughs> for no reason, here's some electric lines and some kayaks. <laughs> How to get that ride the lightning tone? There you go. <laughs> oh, we could we could use that. We could. Oh, that's 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 making me think now. But yeah, it it appears that if you put the words my amp exploded into the the uh, title of a video it makes people watch it because it's it's doing pretty well at the moment uh, but it's also it's been the most expensive video that i've shot for pedal boards of do like the first the first 10 seconds cost me 170 quid <laughs> so, i was about to say where's he going with this and i was like ah yeah it's yeah uh, the budget for that one unfortunately was um it was out of my budget, but you'll... It was, yeah. He's now been uh, having to rename his, his channel to Tight Fisted Pedal Chap. Indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got no more money left, Pedal Chap. <laughs> uh, but you'll, you'll be happy to know that the amp did make a full recovery. My wallet, however, is, st- is still recovering. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's turned out really well. We, we looked at... Something that I wasn't aware of about before I uh, before I shot the video is that they do not only do they do cabs for like guitar cabs and bass cabs and acoustic um, like the the body res cabs almost like where you'll get piezo pickups sounding like they've got an actual guitar body to them, um, but it also does amp and cab blocks as well. So they work. It works as like a, a direct in. Um, thing. I mean, you can do that with normal OR pedals anyway, but this is just a little bit better because it's modelled on. It's got, it's got a power amp built into it rather than just kind of just being the speaker emulator. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a it's a bit like a light version of the two note stuff. Yeah. When I was um, watching the video, I thought like with the the clean tones, you, it was a little. Um, Apart from the Vox one, it was a little bit difficult to kind of get a differentiation from when I was listening to it. It kind of it was like a it was a spicy clean tone, but then when you added like the Mojo Mojo, I think it definitely showed the differences a lot better. Yeah, uh, uh, that that was my thought process behind it. That I was taking the the thought of 
if this happened at a gig and I was stuck, would this pedal be able to like save my ass essentially? So or, or I limited myself to whatever I had on my pedal board. Um, and I used the Moor Green Mile as like a preamp for it. So it, it almost gave the log the mid push that you get with a guitar amplifier and the, the little bit of grit that you get with a guitar amp as well. Yeah. So I used that. I used the uh, my delay pedal. I dialed that in so that it sounded a bit like a spring reverb. So it gave it a so it weren't like really really sterile. Uh, and then I just used the, like the drive pedals that I had on my board. And like you say, with the Mojo Mojo, it sounded really really quite uh, quite authentic. Mm. What I didn't re- <laughs> didn't realize as well. That's like completely on brand for the video because it's a TC drive pedal going into a TC, um, like a cab IR. Yep, and I think this is your second video that TC themselves have shared. Indeed, which is <laughs> get it. They're clearly happy with the Mojo Mojo being in there as well and thought, yeah, this is another one that endorses us. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I'd be endorsing the Mojo Mojo anyway, but I was I, like completely hands up transparent here like we we got sent in those uh things from tc but i was really impressed uh with the the impulse i was i was impressed with the um the bucket brigade as well so both of those pedals have been really really cool and i think for the price that you pay for them as well it's it's hard to hard to find the same features yeah, I think the, is it that Moor have a cab sim? Is it the? Um, I think that's the radar. probably yeah, that's it. The radar, and I think that's probably about the same money. I think maybe even a little bit more. I think it's slightly more. I think it's one hundred and twenty, and this is ninety nine. Oh, is it? Yeah, I but think the Moor ones are over a hundred. Yeah, so you've got. I don't know. I don't know the the feature set of the uh, the Moor one, but you've got an A B mode, so you can switch between two different like cab sounds if you wanted to. You've got. A global EQ as well. So if you did find that like clean tone a bit spiky, you can roll off a bit of the top end or like calm down the the bass response if you're using humbuckers with it. Um, it it was just yeah. I mean, the features that they've put into it, they've put everything that you you would really need. Um, and then also they've done those like cab and um amp IRs as well, which is just fantastic. The, yes. it's come from a, a point of view of someone who who's thought what would i actually need if this was in my gig bag like what 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 will the guitar player need and yeah they've, it, they've um, nailed it yeah the moor is actually 140 quid and it? it's very 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 similar specs so 30 different speaker cabs 11 mics four power amps that kind of stuff customizable eq but like i say it's a, it's a bit more expensive and it's I, yeah, I mean, you're not getting the brand. Like, I know that TC is not necessarily a massive brand name, but it certainly doesn't have the same connotations as Moore when you say TC pedal. Yeah, yeah. Like, Moore's kind of up there with with your household yeah, names like Boss and, like, Digitech. I think the only thing I can remember off the top of my head that the Moore does, that the TC doesn't, is you can actually change the position of the mics on the cabs. Oh, okay. So they're they're a little bit like the the Dynars on the the two net stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. But again, you would have to connect it to the computer to sort that out. It's not something that you can do with just the pedal. Yeah. If you, if you were 
like in the situation that you were talking about where your amp's blown up at a gig and you need to plug it in. You're not faffing around. You're plugging it into your laptop two minutes before you go on stage, are you? Yeah, yeah. And and the the plug-and-play kind of aspect of it, I, the moment I plugged it in and turned it on, I got a sound that I, I could have gigged with. It was it was fine out the out the gate, and then it's like I went through a couple of the the speaker sounds, and I found I really liked the V thirty, and that was within the first kind of three minutes of playing with it. So like all of that is infinitely plausible. If you're in a like panic stricken oh shit moment at a gig, by that point you'd be calmed down and be like, okay, this is doable. Let's let's get get on with this. I would like to actually see whether you could save blocks on your helix and then use like you know all the effects whatever on the helix but then obviously obviously instead of having the cab section on the helix use the the tc pedal yeah could do and then, could do that and then really simple of you know it'd be interesting to see what the sort of the differences would be between that yeah yeah i mean i could do that the um helix and the impulse can load irs each so i could use the celestian uh, impulse responses that i got on the on the impulse with the the helix i could ab those directly and hear what the difference is between the two units um i could i could have it running through a, an effect send as well into the um into the helix so i could i could have it in place of the the cab block if i really needed to um so there's there's many, many options with it but like i'm thinking if if i'm running an effects loop for the impulse that's taking up a block which i could easily just import the um the irs into the pedal anyway yeah i, I think it might um it might save some dsp because the the ir um, blocks are quite DSP heavy. Yeah, so it'll give you the chance to run some more pedals, like virtual pedals or or stuff, rather than using the brain power to do that within the the helix. Because you you say you managed to max out the helix. The also the hate the the stomp, didn't you? Yeah, in that I've, video. I've done it a few times now. Yeah, running a stereo setup. Yeah, so if you, I mean, it, it could you run the same cab on a stereo setup with the IRs? Is that something you could do? I mean, I could I, if I was running a stereo setup in the HX stump, I could run one of the cabs from the okay. impulse and then run the other. But that means that rather than having two impulse responses running in the DSP, yeah, so you've you half the DSP for for IR, which should give you a bit more headroom for adding a couple of other pedals in, surely. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, it's definitely worth like experimenting with. Maybe that's the follow up video for this one. <laughs> Who knows? Welcome. <laughs> yeah yeah cool. I, i'm just gonna give a quick update i found the aftermath video after they turned the power lines off so i'll send that to the group chat now <laughs> okay. um, but I, I will i'll continue searching for that original footage that i know got deleted off the um <laughs> off the police <laughs> update video that people were sharing so i'll see if i can find that uh, you mentioned you did a second video as well uh i've done so i've i've recorded a no talk or tone verses for this week um, and it's a clon off. A, a 
Clonoff. Clonoff, yes, indeed. Clonoff. So it's it sounds the... like a Welsh town. Indeed, <laughs> I'm from Clonoff, <laughs> <laughs> and no, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, recently did the Musky Silver Horse, and that's a pretty popular clon. Um, and I thought, what have I got that's kind of comparable, like relatively comparable price-wise, uh, that I've also done on the channel? Thought back all the way to maybe, this is maybe like the fifth or sixth um, no talk all tone that was done about three years ago now, I think. Um, <laughs> Joyo, the Joyo R series had one called the Toren, uh, which apparently was something to do with Warcraft. I made a comment. Uh, yes, I remember the Toren on Warcraft. I mean, let's uh, let's hear about what what that's all about because I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. Uh, they were a member of, like see, there was the alliance which was the good people like the good side and the horde which was the bad side and the Tauren was it was basically like if a wolf and a bull had sex and <laughs> that offspring would be like that it was like a huge not, fucking... not the bloody corpse of a wolf that's been <laughs> raped by a bull <laughs> you mean, you mean you combined and the after the, not the aftermath yes. of the sex the, the aftermath of the pregnancy <laughs> yes, not not the distorted mess that would be the dog's pelvis. <laughs> Just absolutely blowing it out. I mean, they missed a, missed an absolute trick by not calling it the bulf. Because like that's that's a much better. And I, I would the, love the bluff. the joyo bulf, the bluff. Oh, <laughs> uh, but there we go. So yes, so apparently a a wolf bear creature versus a centaur. Half man, half horse. So, are we just saying that this is the mythological drive at this point? Is that In, what the yeah the connotation is? Yeah. So the um, the Joyo one, it doesn't say which clan it's pointing towards, but it says it's like a their their version, like an accurate representation of their version. Yeah. Uh, and the silver one I put in. Uh, a Putting gold mode because it had a bit more gain, and the the Torren also had quite a lot of gain. So we've done a little little fight against like again old versus new because we did that um, the last no talk all time versus which the Donna Yellow full won. Not by much, not by much, but it's still it it won. Uh, so this week, uh, if you do watch that, there will be a poll in the community tab. Vote on it. Put a vote down. Which one you think is the best? I think, like before it's before it's even released. By this point, it will have been released. But I think I'm going to put my money on the silver horse. Okay. So I think it's got a bit more of a backing than the Joyo. Yeah, and again, Joyo are one of those pedals that there's on the internet. There's loads of people that are like they're not real pedals. They're they're for children and people who can't afford to spend four grand on a clan. Yeah, I mean. This is from their slightly more grown-up range. It's not like the, yeah, yeah, not like the uh, Tesco Basics range that they've got. <laughs> I think um, if I'm right in saying, don't Tone City do a clon as well? I think isn't it like the Cafe Lime or something? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called, but they definitely do one that they, it, that people were branding as a transparent overdrive. 
I think their their one's called the some it's the bad horsey or something like that. Something about yeah, something like that. Like I can't remember, but yeah, it's something like that. Bad horse, and there it's not a, it's not a clan clone. It is a wampler tumnus clone, apparently, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which, which is a clan clone. But it's not a clan yeah. clone. If you've ever heard of tumnus, they don't sound anything like a clan. It's a, it's, a, it's an actual drive pedal. Like it, it definitely isn't. It's 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 not transparent at all. It's about yeah. It's it's just not transparent. Uh, so, don't get me wrong. I really like the sound of the Tumnus, but it's not a transparent overdrive in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. You cannot hear your guitar. T- your like your bass guitar tone with a little bit of this, that, or the other. It's yeah. You hear the you hear the tone of the pedal itself. Yeah, because isn't isn't that the the thing with the clon that it mixes the clean tone with a with a driven tone? I mean, I don't know if it actually does, but people always say that, or they say that you know it. it 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 gives you a little bit of extra, but you can still really hear your guitar clearly through it. And I don't know how it does it, but I know that that's what people say about them. Oh, it's like unicorn piss diodes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the closest I've ever tried is either a Tumnus or a Soul Food, neither of which I would describe as transparent or clone clones, really. I know they call themselves that, but they're just not. Yeah, yeah um, I've, I've tried the Soul Foods, and I've not meaning to brag here, you know, but I've tried a clone. <laughs> a bit of a big deal you know um yeah the soul food is about as close to a, a clon as a ds1 is to an sd1 <laughs> yeah so like that gives some context but yeah um they, they're definitely yeah like i say the the I, so i think the the bad horse from tc probably is not as transparent as these ones because you seem to be saying that these ones are almost similar to a clon Whereas I don't think the, T- yeah. if the TC one is based off a Tumnus. I don't think it'll be that close. I think it'll be a light overdrive with a yeah. bit of flavour. I think the way I describe, I think the Touring is more like a blues driver, where okay. it's kind of a little bit compressed, but you get get that kind of full uh, frequency spectrum almost. Um, and the the Silver Horse is a little bit more clon like I don't think either are particularly particularly like massively clonny but they sound great they're like bluesy overdrives I was having an absolute fucking ball <laughs> yeah and I can imagine this right in your wheelhouse isn't it indeed Cheap bluesy pedals that's it yeah <laughs> I mean if I weren't called the budget pedal chap my channel would be cheap bluesy pedals wouldn't it <laughs> absolutely Indeed. So I guess it's round to me and what have I been up to? And I've literally, I, I've I've learned a song. I can't remember the name of the song or how to play the song, but I did <laughs> briefly learn a song that I've got to do on Saturday for the bass player of the band's son's wedding. <laughs> nice. um, so I've got to relearn that tomorrow night before I that go That was practice. the most confusing story <laughs> I've ever heard. I, I literally, I sat down night before last. And I learned a song. I don't know what the song is called. I can't remember how to play it, so I've got to start all the way from scratch. <laughs> yeah, so you might as well have not. <laughs> yeah, I, so what I did is I sat in a sweat box with a guitar on, like, setting stuff up so I could actually hear what my guitar sounded like. And it was an entirely wasted effort because I've got to go back and search through old messages to find the name of the song again so that I could find it on Spotify and try and learn it again. <laughs> right, I reckon this is a good game. If you can... <laughs> 
like describe the era and like the genre it's, eight, it's 80s and it's yeah. poppy okay venga um, boys or was that no, no that's the 90s. late 90s so like are we talking like male vocal female vocal i don't know there's lots of synth in it <laughs> oh this is this is going um, to go badly i this think is... i think male vocal in fact i will try and find no no it's it's a, it's a band i've never heard of okay um, from talking, the 80s talking heads mm. It's by a band called Mental as Anything. Oh, no, I ain't got a fucking clue, and mate. The, and the song is called Live It Up. Of course it is. And I've, yeah, it, it, it goes exactly like you think it would. It's Cynthian 80s, and I don't have to do much, but I do have to do something, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, the, the grand total of what you do is not equal to zero, so <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So there's that, if, and and I've got a train song to learn, learn for a first dance the following week as well. Is, is it hate. Soul Sister? Is it that no, one? No, it's called Fucking Marry Me, and it's just finger-picking nonsense with a piano. In the I really hope the actual title is called Fucking Marry Me. <laughs> no, it's, it would be a more interesting song if it was. That's all I'll say on that matter, because it's dry, wet nonsense is what it is. I think that's that's that was the album it's from, isn't it? Dry, wet nonsense. <laughs> That's that. That's the biggest hyperbole I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah, I've, so I've got that to learn as well, and it, it's it's all finger picking, and I fucking hate finger style. Give me a plectrum, and I'm happy if you ask me to do that. And like, I've got a so, I mean, I I'm trying to bum it off on the singer because he's singing and like he he does play the acoustic guitar, and therefore probably yeah, more likely to do, do finger style than not than I am. Yeah, because. It's being played as the bride walks down the aisle, oh, so man. I don't want to fuck it. I don't want to fuck it up, but I can't. I, I'm I'm not a finger style player at all. No, don't want to finger the bride, mate. That's a faux pas. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've got that to do, and I, I I had to listen to that, and I I I learned what the chords were. Yeah, but I've like I yeah I'm just trying trying really hard to convince the singer that he, he plays guitar. And the guy from Train sings and plays this, so so should you. <laughs> yeah. Or go, oh, this this would make a really brilliant piano and vocal arrangement. Well, I've, I mean, I suggest that as well, but unfortunately there's there's piano and a little bit of strings occasionally, so the, the, the keyboard player is, it... is playing piano and doing half strings, so he can't cover the guitar part in that section. Oh, balls. But, yeah. Um, Tell him to... There's, be there's no, there's no, there's no bass and there's no drums, so the two of them are out of it. It's just trying to get the rest of us out of it. As well. Yeah, they've got, yeah, they've, they've got it easy. Fuck. Yeah. Well. But yeah, yeah I've, I, I've literally not done much. As I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned yet. It's fucking hot in the UK at the moment, and the last thing anybody wants to do is anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I uh, batch recorded the no talk or tones because this week. <laughs> I don't think I'd be making one. I think I'd be like, <laughs> this would be the first week where I didn't didn't get one done. But fortunately, I batch recorded them when it was cool. So, yeah. I think at some point this week, my, my nutsack has welded itself to my leg. Not even like <laughs> little bit sticky, full-on welded. Yeah, no, I, yeah. 
I, I'm lucky in the in the Isle of Man we got to about 26, 27. We did have a breeze, but it was like a it was like being wafted with that oven door kind of thing as you opened it. Yes, because it was it was twenty seven degree breeze, so it was just like somebody blowing on you like hot air. It was just it was awful. Like, and the worst thing was it was twenty six degrees outside. And my office's air conditioning broke, so it was 28 degrees inside whilst I was at work. So it was just awful. There was one meeting room that I used twice in the two days that has been ridiculously hot that had working air conditioning, and the rest of the floor was just sweltering, sweating your tits off. Like, I'm glad I was wearing black because there would have been sweat marks everywhere. It's just, it was awful. I literally, I was getting home and having cold showers to the point where we've got an electric shower that has three modes. It's got like eco, um, normal and cold. And I was literally having it on the cold mode with the cold all the way onto the the cold, literally the coldest. So it's just, it's not heating the water at all. All it's doing is using the electricity to pull the water through the system. And it was, yeah, I just far too hot. Can't be dealing with it. So that was his nipples ending like lemon juices (laughs) and his penis turning into a press stud. Yeah, and do you know what? I'd far rather that than them fucking sweating off. <laughs> yeah, where have my nipples gone? They've, they've literally packed their bags and fucked off. Yeah, okay, so that was enough to cover about 40 minutes, so we might, As get, through, we might get through a podcast here. Um, wait, wait, so wait. I guess we'll round up the hot take from last week first. So last week's hot take was... String thicker strings equals better tone is what I've got written here. So it was something along those lines. Yep. Um, and the options were Stevie Ray Vaughan played thirteens or no Billy Gibson Gibbons played sevens. I mean, yeah. the consensus in the comments was why doesn't everyone just use tens? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, um, that's that's communism. That is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So we won't let them win. The The votes ended 33% saying that Steve Rivon played 13s and 66% saying no, Billy Gibson's played 7s, which I think was the consensus we kind of came to, came to last week. It was more, I mean, I think we actually said play whatever you want, but um, yeah. yeah, I think we, we kind of leaned more on the side of there's more important things in your tonal um, mix than just the strings. Yeah, like the clon you use. Exactly. Does it have a, a picture of a horse with a penis on it or? <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Okay. Uh, so, Josh, you mentioned you have a hot take. Now, we have no idea what this hot take is. So, yeah, I'm going to have to make notes on this and then send help. it to the editor I, I, after this. I, I think there's going to be a struggle to hear people try and fight this, I think. Go on. Um, Victory Amplification are the best brand of amplifiers on the market. Okay. Okay. Victory Amps are the best brand on the market. Yeah. Well, I know a few people who you're going to gain favour with on this. Are they Uh, the makers of Victory Amps and Lee? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Phil Dyer as well, he'll... And it didn't. I think Ollie had a victory for a while and swore by it. Yeah, but he's got rid of that now. So, like, yeah. if he if he votes for that, he's a he's a hypocrite and a traitor. So, yeah, he owns I a think, box like, now. Yeah? In, where my um, thought process kind of comes from, they they cover pr- pretty much every tonal palette. 
on the market. You've got the V40, which is that, you know, very clean uh, pedal-based, you know, platform fendery style cleans. You've got yeah. the Sheriff, which does the typical Marshall and Plexi sort of sound. You've got the Copper, which is the, you know, the Vox AC30 style. Uh, the, the VX100, you know, you've got American and British high-gain tones in one box so to speak and of course you got them all in the the mini head yeah. formats as well so you can take them on an airplane and i um i struggle to see a downside with them and especially that they've now started putting their amps into pedals with cab sims in there as well makes it even more of a yeah um a selling point for them i mean if if you could only play one amp manufacturer like in the future going forward. If you went for victory, you're not really limiting yourself there at all, really, are you? No. So I can understand that. Um playing with the devil's avocados here, the the prices on them, they're they're a premium price point. Like, yeah, I think about. I think the mini heads are about. Is it nine hundred a thousand? Yeah, think. I think they're between nine hundred and a thousand. Yeah, and they're like. So you're talking from a grand upwards for for a victory amp, which isn't like it's not the the most expensive in the world. Which also isn't bad for hand. What I think they're hand wired as well. From yeah. what I can recall. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the quality controls there, the attention to details there, but if I wanted to go and play a Marshall style sound and that's the kind of sound that I had in my head Marshall themselves do like about three or four different amps that are that sound but cheaper if I wanted a Fender style sound I could do like my PV is that um, and I got that for like a quarter of that price it's perfect to say it's a perfectly Valid point because obviously the, what they make their copies of are available cheaper, but it, yeah, I don't and, know, there's just and I know you're saying like they're, they're hand wired and stuff, but like if if I was going to go out and buy a Marshall and I had two grand to spend, I'd buy a Friedman, not a Victory. If I was going to go out and try and buy a clean pedal platform and I had you know 50, like by the time you put a cab with your your head, you're looking at fifteen, sixteen hundred quid. I'd buy a two notes. Um, if you're going out and buying a Vox, and you want a hand wired Vox for fifteen hundred quid, you can get a hand wired Vox for fifteen hundred quid second hand. It's, I think it's about, I think they're about two thousand two hundred. I, I, I get that they've got all these sounds and they've got all these amps, and yeah, you're right. If you were limited to just one amp brand and you wanted versatility, absolutely. But I don't. The fact that it's all in a metal lunchbox head really puts me off. I think they look shit. Um, I know know that's going to be controversial because there's people that absolutely love the way that those look. I think they look terrible. They look like they're terribly made, even though they're not. They look like if you accidentally brushed into one at a gig, it would fall to pieces. And I just don't like that. And I also don't like that it looks like it's made out of a fucking lunchbox tin and with holes drilled in it. It just, yeah, they they don't, like, I'm paying a thousand pounds for a head that looks like it was made out of my lunchbox tin from when I was four years old. And I, I don't think that's a premium look. And I, I, I get that, you, but like, it looks like a, a tiny terror from 15 years ago. Like, it, it's... Yeah, yeah, they weren't a particularly premium 
price I, point. I mean, they they've held their value, and in fact, they've gone they've gone up since the scarcity. But I I understand what you're saying. Like, if you think of classic vintage amplifiers, the ones that we all had posters of on our bedroom walls, you're thinking like big, thick, chunky, like wooden enclosures with Tolex and like fancy chrome bits and yeah and and even if you want a 20 watt version of that or whatever the these are 30 40 watts and they're smaller size you can like the, my uh studio vintage is uh at the same size as a uh, one of these victories but it is a wooden thing that you know i know if i drop it okay it might dislodge some stuff inside but i know that it's not going to be dented it's not going to be the the sides not just going to fall off, and I I wouldn't be confident if I dropped a victory that I would have anything that you could put an amp back into even rebuilt back into the same like chassis. They just <laughs> I, I dare say it would probably be the other way around. Like the the yeah. thing that's made out of wood, if you drop it, it will fold it's, like a deck of cards. So solid, like yeah, you'd I think you'd have to throw it hard to to break that. Whereas the the victory will peel open because it's 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 made of one mil thick metal it it, it it peel if you throw that if you drop that on a curb and you drop it on the edge of the curb you're tearing through that metal i, I mean if I you're dropping guarantee. your amp on the edge of a curb you deserve what you get oh yeah absolutely yeah. but i'm a clumsy cunt <laughs> <laughs> I have Fair. to side with like Budge on the on, on budge. the uh, yeah. uh, Budge <laughs> fucking Budge after his after his new shirt endorsement um, <laughs> that like I think the wood's going to break before the um... yeah possibly but I yeah I certainly with the 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 studio vintage that I've got I I know that for a fact if I drop that from waist height where I'm carrying it it's not it's not falling to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, de- it depends on waist height. Waist height is fine if you're Warwick Davis, but you know, if <laughs> if you're Stephen I'm, Merchant, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot ish. <laughs> yeah, foot me. We we went there. We went there. And by we, I said Josh. Josh went there. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think I, I think that's probably a place that we can leave it and and let the the listeners have their comments in the. Um, I'm intrigued to see what people are going to say in the, in the Facebook group. I, I will leave it to to Mister Chap to to sort out exactly how we word the <laughs> word the poll, but um, I'll give him all the information that I've written down, which is the first line that you said, and then I've not written anything since. So. Oh, older <laughs> is better, Daddy. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, like. Yeah, I mean, the the victory amps. I think they definitely have a place, and I think the fact that they've got the um, the flap, the like the floorboard versions of a lot of them, I think is definitely something that goes for them. But I, I don't necessarily think that I know anybody that would buy, with the exception of Lee, that would buy a victory over anything else if they wanted a particular sound. Yeah, I think they've they've got some okay. Like they they've made some footing. They're definitely uh, being played by um, by some big names. Like the uh, like Guthrie was playing Victory for a while. You've got Rabir who's been playing Victory. Um, Chappers as well. He had uh, a Victory endorsement for a while, didn't they? As well, he still is. I think he works in the R and D department with them. Oh, there you go. Um, I feel sure to have had on my podcast. He's using them as well. 
Um, he's using the Mantor currently with Westlife. He's using um, Victories for that. If anything's so, going to make me not want to buy an amp, it's that the guy from Westlife <laughs> plays one. He uses, I believe he's using, from when I was speaking to him, he's using the Quad Cortex for all of the effects, and he's actually running all the drive from the, I think he's using the Sheriff. Okay. So no, no matter what, he's going to get a good tone. <clears throat> Phil that, Dyer, that, obviously. That was, was Boyzone, not Westlife. Well. Fuck! <laughs> I mean, he he will be flying with their wings with that tone, won't he? <laughs> I can't remember which one that was. I think that I, I genuinely think that was Boyzone as well. Backstreet's back, his tone. Come on, come on. Oh no, I was wrong. Flying without wings is Westlife. I'll, I'll Ooh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I couldn't oh. name you another. I'll be honest. Oh, didn't they do a cover of Uptown Girl? Yes, they sure did a they cover did. Cover of Uptown Girl. They did some more covers. There you uh, go. And they, they stand up when they change the key. That's the only thing I know about Indeed, yeah. Their, their chairs are music sensors, aren't they? Because it, it's got a transpose <laughs> feature on them. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so um, I know this is a little bit clunky because I'm not used to um, sorting things out, but I guess we'll go on to the news. Um, which news. is quite close to home this week because uh, a regular host of the podcast for a while will... Uh, you might remember that he's in a band called A Rocket Complex. I do um, remember that, yeah. And they have today, I think, released a pedal. At least I saw the release footage and stuff today. Indeed. So um, he has released a pedal through the band. So it's called... Released a, this pedal? A rocket. Oh, have oh. you got a copy there, have you? I do. Yeah. It yeah. is A Rocket Complex's Big Loud Tone. Indeed. Indeed it is. Well, so, tell, tell me more. It is a blue Japanese overdrive into a 60s Californian black panelled amp is how he's described it. So I think you can probably kind of understand quite quickly yeah. what that means. So, yeah, we've, we've got a, a, a blues driver. Um, <laughs> But it's it's it certainly from the from the video that you released today, it does so much more. So it, yeah. it the it's based on that kind of circuit, but we've got um he's tried to turn it into a versatile amp like game, so as opposed to just doing the one blues driver thing, um, yeah. he's tried to make it a bit more versatile. Um so we've got four sorry, five controls. We've got four knobs, we've got big, uh, which is a low end shelf filter, so you can take away some of the bottom end and try and find the right place in the mix with something other than the tone control loud obviously is volume tone speaks for itself as does gain and then there's a feel toggle switch um which instead of so he basically this is a headroom um selector but instead of just changing the voltage for the entire circuit it only affects certain areas which gives you a different feel to some of the gain stages rather than just having the whole pedal either have a 9 volt or an 18 volt mode it's only certain components that get the extra um get the extra voltage and therefore have the extra headroom and um, so it gives a bit of a different um sound than if you were to give it to the whole kind of uh the whole kind of circuit yeah it's so it's um what you'd usually find on toggle switches is like taking away the uh, clipping diodes to give a bit of extra headroom so and he he didn't do that he's he's messed with the internal 
um, internal voltage to to actually emulate that like bigger bigger amp feel. So you've got like a, a compressed mode if you do want that kind of blues driver, um, almost kind of proto tube screamer, but sitting slightly higher up the the mid frequencies. So you can get that kind of uh, smooth gain solo push kind of pedal, but then you can also get like a really dynamic sounding um, drive at the higher gain settings as well. Um, that uh, what was it? Not beef control. What was what was the big 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 control? That's also um, I believe it's active, so it does a plus or minus with the. Um, the bass so you can actually add bass in as well as take it away so again you can cool. you can really tailor the um the control of it so like like you say um, i think i watched the um the promo video that he's he's put out for it which will excellent like excellently done it's well shot and everything he's a very talented video maker videographer Videographer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was saying, like, when he was releasing his band's EP, he was in the studio and was really struggling because he loved the sound of the blues driver and loved that, like, the, the gain that that pedal gives. But he was struggling to get the tones that he had in his head with it. And it, it was like, I was just not quite getting the tones that I want. So he he basically like took it back to the drawing board and went, how can I make this pedal react in the way that I want to and have all of these different options for the things that I, like the potential that I see for it. And from that, you do get like the standard quote unquote, like tweedy style drive tones of the blues driver, but then all the way to those more open and transparent blackface tones as well. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that I took from that from that video is that when we, I mean, we talked about transparent drives and how most of them aren't transparent earlier. There's a couple of settings that he uses in that video where you can hear that he's playing a Telecaster, and then he just changes the gain stage all of a sudden, and then he could be playing any guitar, and like it's got so like the certainly the the levels of drive are so versatile, and it it really does sound like it's a cracking little pedal. And the best thing about it is. Top mounted jacks with a top mounted power jack. Wee. Yeah, so he's done that right. He's he's listened to basically everyone <laughs> within the last ten years, uh, apart from me. I still I don't need top mount, but <laughs> like everyone else does. So he's he's listened to that, and he's he's doing it in a in a really clever way as well. Like the way that he's he's um, releasing this. It's not just a case of here's a website and then you buy it and then I will sell it to you. He's getting pre-orders on it first. So he's doing it a bit like uh, like a couple of the guys do, like uh, Funny Little Boxes do at the moment and like Reeves Audio as well. He's like putting a pre-order list. So you'll, you'll put your name down for um, for one of these pedals and then he'll get, like he'll open that for a, a set amount of time and I don't think he's, he said the amount of time just yet. It'll probably be a couple of weeks. And then once that um, like series of pre-orders come in, he'll then order it all and, and build them and then get them shipped out. So you you basically put on a waiting list with it. 
Um, the the only thing I'm going to have is there's a couple of sounds in there I quite liked, and I don't want to buy two of them. So that's <laughs> the, the yeah. Um, I'm sure you you'd be able to find something else that, that complements it quite well if you need a couple of those sounds. But yeah, I think certainly for for somebody who's looking for a versatile drive that they will change the settings on quite often. I think this is one of the more versatile drives out there. It's, it's in a very different vein to the Anteres, but it reminded me of that in that there's lots of different sounds that you can make with one pedal. Yeah. Um, that's just got four controls. I mean, this has obviously got the, the toggle as well, but um, yeah, there's, there's there's a whole wide range of uh, of tonal options in there in one pedal with four controls. Yeah, so like the the Anteres is to the the green style or yellow Japanese style overdrive and this is kind of that to the blue style overdriving yeah. it yeah absolutely but yeah uh, it's, it sounded really cool like yeah i'll definitely be interested in trying to get my hands on one indeed indeed yeah we'll um, try and maybe try and get will on the podcast to to give us a bit more background on it as well if we can absolutely yeah i think we we've sent him out a message this week uh so hopefully either next week or or coming soon we'll get a get an exclusive interview with him about it as well really cool yeah nice excellent right and we're going into the final segment of the podcast and i haven't warned the guys about this because i just want to see their faces when i tell them that they they've now got a a a task between the two of them to, to end the podcast so i have pulled up a list from AAAMusic.co.uk of the 50 best guitarists of the 21st century. Now, I'm not going to ask you to name all 50, but I would like you, between you, to name all 10 of the top 10 within 15 guesses. Okay, so we, we've we've got Hendrix. Hendrix is going to so, be... No, no, a guitarist 20... of the 21st century. So not, of, not of all time. So these are people who have released music after 2000. 2000 okay. I mean... All uh, England is not in the top 20. Uh, not. And this is okay. just the guitarists? Just guitarists. Have we got Simon Neal of Biffy Clyro? Is not in the top 20. Motherfucker. Wow. Like, right. this is, this is going to be tough. Let's go, let's go, like, Muse. Let's go Matt Bellamy, because he's going to be on that. number one on the list. He's going to be on that list. <laughs> there he's we number go. Number one on the list. Okay, Dave Grohl. Is not on the list. Not on the top ten, anyway. Wow. Okay. Do we have someone like Matt Heafy? Is not on the list. Motherfucker. Jim Root. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be on the list. Fifteenth. Fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> Jeez, that's okay. Uh, the free. Is not in the top twenty. No, I wouldn't have thought so because, like, he's he's an absolute beast, but like his musical output is a bit niche. Um. Okay, so so far you've got one in about seven guesses. So I'm just That's gonna... surprisingly difficult. <laughs> just gonna see if you can maybe get and maybe if you can get half of them before yes. you hit fifteen guesses. Shit, like. Can we can we have some some hints as to like what kind of genres we're talking? Okay, so we've got a blues guy, we've got a country guy. Uh, oh, we're John talking Mayer. John Mayer. We've, we've got, got a country yeah. guy. Um, 
it's fucking uh, silver, sparkle silver Sparkle Telly. Sparkle Telly, yeah, that's him. Yeah, Brad What's Paisley. Yeah. Of course it is. Uh, we've got an extended range guitar player, I think. Uh, t- tossing, tossing himself. Not that but, one. Uh, Polyphia guy, Tim Henson. Yeah, maybe I'm not getting this right. No. Uh, we've got a guy who shares a name with a battery brand who I've never heard of. Oh, uh, B- yeah. Billy Energizer. <laughs> it's Mike Energizer. <laughs> <laughs> never heard uh, of him. Is he the one in... No, he's not in the one in Spirit Box. It's my, that's my... Uh, what's his name? Mike Gunt, isn't it? Uh, we've, we've got a lady. Uh, uh, Nita Strauss. It's not Nita Strauss. Is it St. Vincent? No. Oh, fuck. There's no other female guitar players. Uh, Yvette Young. <laughs> nope. Um, oh, Bowles? Oh, Lucy Hale? No. No. Australian, toured with oh, Alice Cooper. Oh, Yes, it is Orianthe. Um Okay, I've just realised that it's got a nice years. big blurb underneath them. Um, so there's the, in ninth, there's another blues guy that's Eric been Gales. described as down and dirty from Ohio. Um, he gained fame with a two-piece rock band. Kingfisher. No, Black Keys is the band. Oh, fucked if I know. Dan Alberk. Alberk. Yeah. Sure, sure it is. Um, about Jack White is he on there? He's number three on the list. Wait, so you've got the top three now, which were Matt Bellamy, John Mayer, Jack White. Um, uh, this is sound really stupid, but I don't know whether he's going to be in it. James Hetfield is not in the list. Um, so <laughs> I mean, he has released um, music. There's a guy who the only thing I know about him is he's got a PRS signature. Um, Sack Myers. No. Oh, is he um, Tremonti? It is Tremonti. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we've got a guy who shares his name with a type of vehicle. Volkswagen. Oh, it's, uh, it's Bobby Jeep. Yeah, not a brand of vehicle, like a, a type of vehicle that's quite big. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's John 2 before, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, 4 before, sorry. <laughs> John 4 before. No. Oh, Johnny, Johnny 4. Johnny, John, Johnny Station Wagons. What, what pulls? John Astra. What? What would you use to pull a trailer? A tow. Uh, oh, uh, Billy Tractor. No, it's Derek Trucks. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, and the one that we haven't got... He's, he's also known as Billy Tractor to his friends, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Derek Trucks. Yeah, my, my bad. We've got another country musician in position five that I've never heard of. I don't think you're going to get it. Oh, James fuck. Burton, I've never heard of him. Oh, yeah, James Burton. Cool. No. So, yeah. Apparently that's, a, that's, that's a the really top bizarre 10, list. The top ten, yeah, that's why. That's why I brought it to the table. I was like, "There's no way they get anywhere near that." Like, I'm surprised that you didn't get John Mayer in the first five guesses, or yeah. Jack White. Bearing in mind that Jack White has written a riff that you've heard every day of your life for the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, AAA.com. Your list is terrible. That's yeah, your source is in weak. In all fairness, though, but what you're saying with Jack White is he's done one good song oh, in no, his he's life. Done, he's done quite a lot of good songs, and actually he's a really good musician. Um, yeah. But, he, he hasn't done anything worth listening to in about 10 years, though. Yeah, but this is like there hasn't been any good music that's been released in the last 10 years, so you can say that about all... In fact, going through, going through this list, Matt Bellamy, their last good album was 2007. 
John Mayer. I mean, I don't so know. Did you, not, did, you not, yeah, yeah. did you not listen to uh, Drones? That Muse album like is it. outstanding. Really didn't like it. To be Their fair, like Sob Rock was good. Sob Rock was very good. Sob Rock uh, was good, and that was his most recent. John Mayer, what, what year was the album that Gravity is on? Continuum was Continuum about was 2005. Yeah, so he hasn't released any good music since 2005. Sob Rock was good. Jack White uh, hasn't released anything good since the White Stripes closed, like finished in about hey, the Rack, the Rack on Tours did some tunes they as well. had one song and it was alright and I've heard it too much recently because the missus quite likes it and plays it a lot well there you go um, Tremonti and Alter Bridge Alter Bridge they had that one song in the 2000s uh, James Burton I've never heard of Derek Trucks I've never heard of I've got a couple of Derek Mr. Trucks Mr. Energizer Buzzy Bunny I've never heard of Brad Paisley I don't like country music Um he did that song, My Truck Left My Wife, didn't he? <laughs> sure. Um, Dan Auerbach of, of the Black Keys. I really liked El Camino. That album's 15 years old. And Orianthe. Stop making us feel so fucking old. <laughs> Orianthe, um Gordon ne- Alice Cooper. She's <laughs> never released anything worthwhile. Like, no. have you, but, If you've ever heard any of her solo stuff, it is like bubblegum pop with guitar solos in it. Yeah, it's so wank. She... She toured with Alice Cooper in the early 2000s and hasn't done anything since. So what we can say about everybody on this list is 2010 was the end of music. Yes, such shows just double A. Triple A music.co.uk. And it was a list released on the 5th of May 2020 about the best guitarists of the 21st century. So uh, uh, triple A music. This is budget petrol chat speaking. <laughs> Your list is stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'd say that myself, Josh. Oh, you, you don't need to proxy me. Uh, but have you heard this week? Uh, Nita Strauss has quit Alice yeah, Cooper's she, band. Uh, she's she's yeah. joined um, the Devil's Tomato. Yeah, uh, was it Demi Lovato? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that I thought that was very interesting because she literally left Alice Cooper, and the next day she joined a new band. So yeah, that was very odd. Was it the end of a tour or mid tour? I think it was mid tour. You know, yeah. So, like people, I've I've seen some some backlash about this. There's been people up in arms. I'm th- I'm thinking she's a smart smart cookie there, like. How long, seriously, does Alice Cooper have in his career? I mean, I would imagine Alice Cooper is 78, 79, 80. Yeah, so, so we, we're talking... A couple like, of years. <laughs> at, at best, she's probably got a decade, yeah? Yeah. At best, like, this is best possible scenario. You could be talking tomorrow that he drops down. So, like, those odds... Are, are diminishing day by day. Whereas Demi Lovato is relatively young, seems quite like she's got quite a following. Or sorry, well, they've well, got well, quite well. a following. Okay, so, sorry, just to talk about this. How the hell is Dave Gilmore only 12th in this list? <laughs> because most of his good stuff wasn't released after 2000, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Um, but like what I didn't realise apparently Alice Cooper is not the guy Alice Cooper is the band <laughs> you have to click on their singer who was born Vincent Damon Furnier yeah, to but... find out that he's only 72 years old he looks like he's at least 10 years older than that uh, yeah, <laughs> that he man looks... had a hard paper round <laughs> <laughs> 
He does. He looks like he's had to endure the British uh, the British weather over the past two days, but for about a decade and the rest. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, um, yeah, no. I didn't realise Nita Strauss had left, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, I know she she did a, a solo tour twenty nineteen twenty twenty. Yeah, I think about um, that. Yeah, might Which have even been a little really. bit later. But um, I mean, I listened to a couple of the tracks. They were okay, but. Um, it's not my style Speaking of, music. of Nita Strauss, I think she posted, um, there was a post on going around on Facebook, so I remember getting into an argument with a few people about it, saying that she would have dudes throw their underwear on stage at her. And people were saying it was sexist and women shouldn't be asking for that, blah, 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 blah. And I commented on there saying that it's no different from women throwing pants and bras at men on stage. So oh, it's been happening to Tom Jones for years, hasn't it? Yeah, if that's, so if that's acceptable, then it's acceptable to throw your tighty whities at Nita Strauss. I mean, I think the moral of this story is no one should be keep their underwear on. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> no one should be throwing pants. Yeah. Not it's okay because it happened to Tom yeah, Jones. Yeah, I mean, no, I know, and I, I, I do agree with you, Josh. Look, if people are going to say that it's fine for women to throw knickers at Tom Jones, then it's also fine for men to throw boxes at Nita Strauss, but. I, I don't really agree with either, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, no one wants, I, like, skiddies coming at them, do they? Yeah, I like don't a care. a vessel don't, for skiddies. Yeah, I don't care whether it's come off a woman or a man. I don't want your underwear. No, no, no. It's, yeah. It's just, no, I don't want it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, equal opportunities. I'm, I'm saying I don't want this female's underwear coming at me. I don't want this male's underwear coming at me. And yeah. I don't think it's okay for any, like any one of any gender, to be throwing underwear at any one of any gender. So, yeah, just, just keep, keep, keep your underwear, please. Like, if you're gonna throw stuff, like cash, <laughs> not coins, please, not coins. But I mean, do you know what? If you're gonna throw a two-pound coin at me, just as long as it doesn't hit me in the eye, um, I suppose I'll take it. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so that's it. Matt, do you want to wrap up the podcast for this um, week? I will attempt to wrap up the podcast because what I didn't realise is that I'm supposed to remember the names of the Patreon backers. <laughs> okay. Um, so Ooh. we have Mr. Adam Yeomans. Yes. We have Mr. Fletch of Fletcher Pickups. Yes. This we is have, an odd order. It's making me uncomfortable. Mr. <laughs> Doug Christ of the Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. Yeah, and and of 37 effects. Yep. We have um we have Mr. Andrew Bimson. Yes, we do. We have Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and we of do. the podcast that I can't remember the name of. That, that Second Button. Second Button podcast that's all about Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Um we have Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Is that everybody ever missed somebody? I feel like no. That's it. That's that's it. That's our lot. (laughs) Right. So uh, from my, I mean, that's the end of Fret Talk podcast episode two five eight. I suppose I'll say it the outro because I forgot to say it in the intro. (laughs) Um, I hope it didn't go as terribly as it could have done with with me hosting. Uh, So from myself, Mister Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Uh, from Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say bye, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Bye, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. And from Josh. Say bye, Josh. 
Bye, Josh. Uh, it's goodbye for me. Ta-ra a bit. Okay, yeah, it's got to be a tatty bye and good night. Otherwise, Joe will uh, absolutely have you. Sorry, tatty bye and good night. Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra. Bye. family is driving behind a garbage truck when all of a sudden a dildo flies out and thumps against the windscreen. Embarrassed and to spare her young son's innocence, the mum turns around and says, don't worry, that was just an insect. And the boy replies, I'm surprised you could get off the ground with a cock like that. (laughs) 